Other wrestling podcasts are full of fake wannabes. And that's the bottom line, because the Jabroni said suck it at Suplex City, bitch. We provide you with the true fan experience. You just made the list! TMA Studios. It's what you want. This is Christian Fury, and you are listening to SWN Stovall Wrestling Network. Live from TMB Studios, you are now locked on to the Stovall Wrestling Network. Now, here is the host, the one, the only, Caleb Stovall! What's up, everyone? It's me, Caleb Stovall. Yeah, it's that time again. It's time for the SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. Now, I'm so excited to be back with you all. I got such a positive response from uh, last week's episode. Uh, it had some very special guests, uh, the Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard, who just released the uh, shootout, or relaunched it, I should say, uh, back here exclusively on TMB Studios. Uh, so congrats to him on that, relaunching that show, and it's already causing uh, quite a bit of controversy from uh, from what I can tell. And speaking of controversy, he wasn't here last week. I gotta bring him in, though, this week. He had a family emergency, but he's back and he is the one, he is the only, thank God for that, Chris motherfucking Dickens, Chris. And let me let you know firsthand, my mother also says the same thing about that. Thank God I'm the only one. <laughs> um, what's going on, SWN Fan Nation? Of course, it's me, Chris Dickens, back. I must say, I listened to last week's episode. Y'all had an amazing episode. Survivor Pain, Bill Blanchard, thank you, number one, for being able to take over that spot on such short notice. Yes. You did an amazing job, and I'm pretty sure Stovall will agree when I say anytime that there is a chance for you to get on this program, by all means, we will be more than glad to have you on. And number two, you said the shootout relaunched. Yes, it did. It relaunched last night on TMB Studios, and yes, it's causing controversy. Why? Because yours truly was the first guest back on the shootout. And boy, did I have some things to say. But that's neither here nor there for this show. You want to listen to that, you go listen to the shootout with Bill Blanchard. This is SWN, and this is all about the man, the myth, he thinks he's a legend, Caleb Stovall <laughs> over here. And I'm going to hand it back to him because this is his program. It's not the Chris Dickens experience. This is the Stovall Wrestling Network. No, thank God people are like that. <laughs> People actually like my show. Oh, <laughs> that's why yours is still going and mine was canceled. <laughs> you said it, not me. And the same thing is, is that I canceled my own programming. So. I know, right? You're like the WWE Network. Oh! oh! Except you don't have to be 205 and under to be on that program. Oh! Well, you know what? Then let's not waste any more time. We're already taking shots. Let's do it. Let's talk about pro. And, uh, well, before I go into all of the pro wrestling news going on around the world, man, I, I gotta say, pro wrestling right now is booming. Yeah. Uh, it is blowing the fuck up. And I knew that was gonna happen. We, I think we all expected that and knew that that was gonna happen the minute AEW launched. 
Uh, it breathed a new life uh, into the wrestling business and everything that has been desperately needed for a mm -hmm. while. And it's just been awesome. But we had Fighter Fest, AEW's Fighter Fest, happen. Very highly anticipated event. Not as highly anticipated, though, as Double or Nothing. But, you know, this was looked at as kind of more, I don't want to say a live event, but it, you know, it kind of had that. That this is AEW, but it's also something else. Yeah, as well, you it's know, kinda kind like, of like you know when Impact teamed up with Lucha Underground. It was a special occasion. That's basically what this was. This was AEW teaming up with uh, I guess the CEO. Yeah, the CEO like gaming, uh, the gaming expo, gaming convention, yeah. and everything like that. So, so it was it was something unique. It was something different, and it was free. Yeah, it was, and but it did take place in a very. Uh, historic venue for wrestling, you know, the, the Daytona Beach, uh, the Ocean Center, yeah. Daytona Beach, and uh, that's historic for a number of reasons, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan turning heel, that wasn't a big deal whatsoever, was it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, brother, but, that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, right? But, uh, yeah, so Fighter Fest happened, and uh, we had the pre-show, and then we had the main card. And the pre-show was actually, you know, felt like a, a whole other program in and of itself uh, in ways. Uh, it was it was definitely a lot longer than most pre-shows. It was about 30 minutes or an hour or something like that. Yeah. But there was definitely a lot more action. And uh, we're going to uh, go over this, but... Uh, uh, this uh, hardcore matchup. <laughs> I uh, I haven't been at a loss for words a lot, Chris, when it comes to wrestling. Uh, but that match, I was at a loss for words, and I couldn't tell if it was <laughs> for a good reason or a bad <laughs> reason. Uh, Michael, uh, how do you say his name? Michael Nakazawa. Nakazawa. Or, yeah, Nakazawa. Yeah, so Nakazawa uh, fought in this hardcore Nakazawa. match, and he fought the yeah. The CEO gaming uh, guy, and um, yeah. was it that bad, or was it that good? Well, let's just because I didn't get to see the pre-show. You know, I, 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 honest to God, can't tell you. I, like, I can't. <laughs> when it comes to that kind of wrestling, I can't tell what's good and what's bad. This Sometimes. is the part where we would need, like, James Houston or Josh Pascal to give us insight if this was good hardcore or bad hardcore. Well, I can tell you right now, it definitely wasn't no damn ECW type of hardcore, <laughs> but it was extreme in its own right. <laughs> uh, because uh, the uh, finishing was uh, Nakazawa removed his uh, thong. Yeah, I said it. And... Uh, yeah, apparently he wraps it around his arm and he rubs it in the opponent's face. That sounds like something you would take, Dickie. <laughs> that sounds like something somebody would create for me to take. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's exactly what I thought when I watched it. Why does that sound like something Daniel Main and Ronnie McKinney would have booked years ago? <laughs> well, Chris, we're going to go ahead and do this right here. You see that fat guy over there? He's wearing a thong right now. I, mean, I think that would be the funniest thing if he was to take that thong off, wrap it around his elbow, and give you the Macho Man stink. What do you think, Ronnie? I think that would be a great idea, Daniel. I think it's will be too. Chris, you're going to do it or you're fired. <laughs> 
Well, scratching my ass live on camera was one thing. <laughs> Farting was another. I'll take the stink face. Daniel, why not? But this, <laughs> this happened on live TV? Yes, Oh, my did. God. Yes, no, no, no. It did. And, Still and love it, you, Daniel and, and Ronnie. Not only did that happen, but fucking... Um, it, it, that was a poor choice of words there. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But this... Uh, then this other spot happened in the matchup where they took it was either Legos or blocks, one of like something like that, and they did the fucking Lego spot, and I went, oh come on. So instead of thumbtacks, Legos. No, because the thumbtacks were saved for later on in the night, which we'll go over. In which but but I, I'm I saying mean, they dumped a bag of Legos and, yes. and did what would usually be the thumbtack spot on top of Legos. Yes, and I believe he went ass first. <laughs> Now, see, Brandon, we're going to do this right here. <laughs> Six is going to dump a whole bucket of Legos in the ring, and he's going to dump you on top of it, and I want you to sell it like it's a bunch of fucking thumbtacks. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the greatest Daniel made impersonation ever. And, Caleb, you're going to sit back there, and you're going to talk about it in the back, and you're going to sell it like it's, like, the most painful thing ever. Okay, Daniel. And I'll... make sure you get the lights right this time, God damn it. I'm not teaching you how to do production again. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Anyways, no. I love you, Daniel. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, that was the spot that happened. And, um, it's funny how, and I, I don't seem too surprised by this because I've been watching a lot of Being the Elite lately, and a lot of the stuff that happened with them is actually carrying over into AEW. So I'm not surprised there's a Lego spot. I'm not surprised there was a. A thong stink bow, or whatever you want to call it. I don't. I don't know, know what it was, but it, 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 I, you know, I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette and everything like that, and I don't want to sound like those old timers, but I mean that. that <laughs> if you're gonna present AEW as a sports-based product. How can you do that when you've got guys doing that? Maybe it's something they thought would be unique to that because it's a gaming convention. This Maybe is it very was true. Unique and it, to and the it, gaming was, it wasn't uh, like he was wrestling a trained professional. He was wrestling the CEO gaming guy who had only trained for a few months and everything like that. So, I mean, while I might not like it, there were de there was definitely people that liked it. There yeah. wasn't anyone that wasn't booing it or anything like that. Like, or there wasn't. So maybe it was just was something that was unique to that. that. I mean, take a take a look at this. You had um, Xavier Woods and Kenny Omega going head to head one time at CEO. Yes. And and the things they were doing, they were saying, wasn't unique to wrestling either. It was unique to that gaming convention. This so is maybe, very true. Maybe that was just unique to the gaming convention. It was. It was. I. I don't know, just if, if I'm going to present my product, though, for the first time ever to a completely different group of fans, that's just not something I would have started it off with. But that's just me. You know, I, I didn't book this event. Or Maybe it was like just that. for fun because it is the pre-show. It is. It was. And, and I will say that, that, you know, because this was the pre-show, I was like, okay, I can, I can accept that. 
But if you were to ask me to pay for that, to, like, view that, I would have been, like, give me my goddamn money. Yeah, like, like, what about like, $50? Well, I'm, see, not, I'm not paying money. No, that's what I'm saying. It's, if it's on the pre-show, even if it was, like, before a pay-per-view, like, all out, if they did something right. like that, it was just a goofy thing for the fans and for the viewers watching at home. Maybe, you know, was, I can't complain on that. But if you take it seriously after the fact and you have some seriousness after the fact, then that's perfect. Right, so, right. Well, let's go on to the main card then. Uh, I can't. Uh, I don't remember all of the pre-show, but I do remember that one specific part because it yeah. was nightmared into my brain pretty much. <laughs> but uh, we had on the main card. We kick it off with Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel. God, if anyone deserves to perform in arenas sold out in a wrestling ring, it's that motherfucker. I agree because there is. He is one of the most underrated ring generals of all time, which is why he's basically doing the whole ring general thing. Yeah, and know. I mean, look at look at the the you know roster of talent he's worked with. Right, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, oh god, uh, Sting, Every, everyone, Robert Roode. It, he the is, list goes he is on one and of the on founding and on. fathers of ROH. Yeah, he's also one of the uh, founding members in TNA, basically. He started in TNA, and he helped build that company up. Yeah, and it took him forever to win the X Division Championship. Remember that? Yeah. I just What I couldn't understand was why they never gave him, like, a title, like, a world title run. Or They gave him one world title shot, and that was against AJ. And, of course, Vince Russo was booking at that time. So, uh, yeah. Bro. Yeah. Drop! Drop! You weren't... Fuck you for doing that. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I haven't heard Bischoff say it forever. I had to do it. Well, he's got other things on his mind. We'll cover later. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, he goes up against Seema. A lot of fans, while, you know, hardcore wrestling fans pretty much know him. A lot of even, you know, casual wrestling fans don't know who Seema is. And, uh, you know, I think AEW was very keen on getting him and everything like that. Um, this was a great opening match, I thought, uh, especially for the two of them. Mm -hmm. And it plays smart in booking. You put a great matchup at the opening of your event, and it sets the tone for everything else. And, and those two were the perfect two to set the tone for Fighter Fest. It, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree uh, completely. Um, it was a great opening matchup. Now, I'm not going to go over uh, the entire card or, or, or anything like that. Too much going on. I just want to cover uh, some very uh, key points. Because one of the things everyone was talking about uh, was definitely uh, Darby Allen made a name for himself that night against Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And, and it was, what, a 30-minute Iron Man match? No, no, no it, it was definitely no, not was an Iron time, Man match. It was match. a time limit. No, it went to a time limit. It, it, it was just a regular, regular match, match, but it went to a time limit. And draw. how often have we seen that in pro wrestling lately? Well, how often have we seen that finish and fans actually accept it? Agreed. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the fact that it went to a time limit draw. The fans I went nuts. And they did it so perfectly, Cody had it in his hands Ref down one, two, and then right before the three, time goes out. And another thing that I like too, and, and I noticed this, and it's a little small key point, but I like the fact that it's male wrestlers and there's a female referee involved. 
Yeah. I like that mix-up. Yeah. It, it just makes it different, doesn't um, it? What's her name? Aubrey Evans. Aubrey Evans. And yeah. she's supposed to be uh, coming She locally. is going to be here in Augusta for IWE in July. She'll be here along with Sel uh, Selena Del Renta. Yeah. And Jack Swagger. Yeah, but it just it was a it was a breath of fresh air. Or Jake uh, on, Hager. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on a double double edged sword, basically breath of fresh air. A female referee yes. and a men's wrestling match and, yes. and a finish that went to a time limit draw. And I just loved it. It was just well played out. Well I did too. Worked. This was this was a great matchup. Uh, and like I said, Darby Allen now. I wouldn't recommend taking a bunch of those bumps all the time. Yeah. But good God on my, especially the fucking, like, like, lean straight out and landed on the hardest part of the apron. I'm sitting there uh -huh. going, oh my God, from the top rope. Like, yeah, that is the worst bump to take ever. Yeah. But, you know, and here, here was one thing that I heard from some people and everything who shall not be named on this uh, podcast because uh, I want to keep my thing alive. At least. <laughs> but, yeah, I heard this was that uh, at Double or Nothing, AEW didn't do a good job of getting their indie talent over, which was dumb as fuck to say in the first place. But um, in this instance, yeah, they did. Yeah. Because Cody did exactly what he was supposed to do. He got himself over, obviously, but he also got the young kid over. Yeah, he got a, they both left that match looking like a million bucks. Exactly. Well, uh, what Cody did, <laughs> I was about to say, we might have jumped the gun. Yeah, I, I, Cody I, didn't leave the uh, match looking like a million bucks and everything. You've got mail, apparently. Um, <laughs> but, but... Cody uh, was still in the ring as the match was ending and everything. And who should show up? Ten! 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 Oh, I'm sorry. That's, Rob, uh, that's gimmick infringement. This is not being the elite. I know. <laughs> Are you doing a list? No, I'm not doing a list. No. You're doing a list? No, I'm not doing a list. That's copyrighted by WWE. You can't do a list. <laughs> no. It uh, can't be uh, the perfect ten. Well, that's what everyone was chanting as he came out. But it's oh, Sean Spears. Uh, is what he's going by now. Yep. And uh, I believe is his real name, too. I think. Yeah. Um, Sean Spears. Yeah. So, uh, Sean Spears shows up and levels the shit out of Cody with a chair shot to the head. The ever-controversial chair shot to the head. <laughs> um, and when they came back into the ring and everything like that, it showed Cody was busted wide open on the like back a, of yeah, his head. Yeah, a flap of skin folded over on the back of his head, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there was. Uh, and it was it was pretty nasty looking. Um, and it's caused quite a... Like I said, it caused quite a bit of controversy and everything like that. Um, you know, because WWE has banned chair shots to the head, obviously. And um, I... Don't disagree with that. Yeah. Because uh, some of the chair shots people used to take back in the days was just out. Like, like you look at it, and it's just flat-out ridiculous at some times. Like, like just the, the, the pow. Like, everyone would literally whack. The, JBL hit the shit out of Eddie Guerrero in that Judgment Day match. And where, you know, Eddie, like, every. Everyone thinks it's from the chair shot that he bled so bad. No, it's because he hit an artery and everything like that when he was blading. Yeah. But 
He still he leveled the shit out of him with that chair. Not to mention how many chair shots to the head Benoit took. Not to mention how many you know everyone took, especially Those, in the attitude era. Yeah, the brutal chair shots that Stone Cold delivered to P- Patterson and Briscoe and Shane that now they literally have to freeze frame during recaps of that right. when he come out at Judgment Day. Right. Um, but uh, anybody who's trained in professional wrestling knows if you take a chair shot, the best way to do it is to try to get your hand up right before the chair comes up to you. Or, or try your best to or, take I mean, the blow, or just don't take it at all. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people just take it. But I mean, Cody took the damn chair shot like straightforward. He didn't try to gimmick it or nothing like that. And I don't know what happened. Well, you know, Tony Khan said it best uh, in the post-show um, stuff on YouTube and stuff like that. He said, he said, look. You know, you could you could prepare the best plane ride ever and everything like that, but you know, it's still human error. You know, it's still gonna have a malfunction there and yeah. everything like that. And that's exactly what happened. Like, look, it's not like they went into it and they're just like, oh, we're gonna hit each other with a hit. No, I mean they knew that there was a risk and they knew that you know that they planned it. They 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 tried to set it up and everything, and they tried to make it as safe as possible. Unfortunately, that's just not what happened. Well, he left without having any concussion. Uh, I he think did. It was like what? Seven he doesn't or eight have stitches. a concussion. You know, stitches. Hey, that's the least of your concern. You know, you know and everything like he that. Even was able to post about his birthday. Wife has made fun of it. Uh, Brandy made fun of it. It's like the first time we ever got yeah asked me on a date. You were getting stitches in your head. Here we are, our anniversary. <laughs> so that's hilarious. And um, well, Spears it was a work. <laughs> Spears played it off best by showing why he did it. Yeah, yeah, he did. Like, like he didn't show any emotion or anything no. like that. So it was perfect. Um, you know, MJF ran down to the ring. Everyone ran down to the ring. MJF tried to play that Cody's my best friend thing. But speaking of that little little prick, um, <laughs> a little prick. he cut yeah. one of the best promos I have seen from a heel in a long, long time. Uh, seriously, it, Chris, go back and watch this promo that he cut on Fighter Fest because it. Oh my God! It was so great. Uh, he he called. He said. He said. He said. Yeah, I used to be in the vid. I used to be like all of you. I used to be in the video games, and then I lost my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Good God! And here's the thing. First of all, if he was in WWE, he wouldn't have been able to say half the shit he said no. in that promo. Second of all, they would have told him what to say. And Vince probably would have got a hold of him. <laughs> you're going to say this because I see myself in you. I think you're a worthless little prick. And, but I see myself in you. So <laughs> You would have had trips in there. to read it script for script, word for word. Yeah, and my wife's going to fire you. No, my wife's not going to fire you. My wife's going to fire the other writers that are trying to write it for anything. <laughs> You know, because it's there for. What do you mean that's good quality? Don't tell that to Stephanie. She'll change it. It's there. Here's my thing. Not even, not even movie actors remember line for line. That's no. impossible. No. I mean, that that legit is a lot impossible. Of the, a lot of the best scenes in movies and television is improv. 
Exactly. And wrestling oh, and, and, is perfect and for that. I was about to say, like, you know, you know what else is perfect for that? Pro wrestling. Yeah. Which is like we've had some of the. If Austin had, if he had been handed what to say when he won at the King of the Ring, we'd have never had the Austin craze. Nope. We'd have never had the Austin main. And if the and if Dwayne Johnson wasn't given the opportunity to say, "Here, go out there and let the people know how you feel," the Rock would never have been born. Exactly. If we never would have had the curtain call incident, and then letting Triple H, you know, after all that pent up aggression and frustration, and then finally after years of that, giving him the mic, the game would have never been born. So I mean, and it's the same thing. <laughs> we that, never would have gotten NXT. We never would have got NXT. Um. And, and so and, much things that could have happened. It's the there. same thing. I mean, look, look at Ric Flair. Look at Sting. Look at all these great legends. Absolutely. They wasn't given a script. No. You think styling and profiling was wrote by a bunch of writers in the back down in freaking Greensboro? Anything no. Ric Flair ever said was written? No. Never. Well, except was. for the heart attack spot. But that's beside the point. Oh my God! And it happened twice. Twice. Twice in in like the span of two years. That's another. That's another yeah. fucking episode. Yeah, that, that, give, that's that's the Vince Russo incident. MJF cuts that amazing promo. <laughs> you go and watch it, and then go and watch this awesome fucking matchup uh, that takes place between MJF, Jungle Boy, and one of my personal favorites right now, Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, and then uh, of course Hangman Page. And dude, oh my God! Hangman Page is on fire right well, now. Well, yes, obviously, but I'm telling you, there's a hidden potential there in Jimmy fucking having. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy fucking having. Anyways, <laughs> um, but dude, no, seriously, that motherfucker could cut a promo. I he he is an amazing promo. And think if you were to get him. And like a blood-filled feud. Like, just think of like the promos you could have. James Caleb Kitchens would salivate at the thought of it. <laughs> He's salivating right now listening to this on Spotify. No, it was actually Google Play that he listens Whatever, to he listens to it somewhere. This is Superhero Homies. I think this is first this whenever is it gets released. But yeah, he's probably sitting there going, yeah, I need to book this. I'm going to book this yet. Well, how much does he cost? How much does Jimmy Havoc cost? Somebody get me Jimmy Havoc! <laughs> we get any royalties? No! Fuck you! <laughs> no, seriously. Get SWM put on the screen. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. Uh, Advertise us on freaking Toxic! No. Okay, I'm going to let y'all talk about that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so I might have just gotten fired. <laughs> hey, now, uh, I, now there's I a job opening available. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> You are not it's replacing right. him with gonna sell merch. You are not replacing him with <laughs> We are not replacing <laughs> Well, with, um, welcome to Viral Pro Wrestling. Um, <laughs> this looks like it's going to be a great show. What you think about that, um, um, Lionel? I think it's going to be great. I think it's great, Snowball. <laughs> Oh, no, I kid, we kid. Yeah, no, I kid. I kid. I love both of them. Anyways, yeah, if they don't know who they are, then I'm not telling them. No, no, no words. Anyways. But no, Jimmy Havoc uh, is great. Uh, But this matchup was fucking awesome. They had the crowd in a frenzy. Yeah, they did a lot of stuff in there that they played to the fans perfectly. 
Yeah. And, and every move had a meaning. And, and I loved every minute of the matchup, and I loved the finish. I did. Oh, I did too. It was it was awesome. Um, I I love this match. I dude, you want to know something? That's another guy though that's probably going to make a big impact in in this business is Luchasaurus. Yeah, Luchasaurus is already making uh, a lot of headway. I and saw him at the Ring of Honor show that I went to in Atlanta. Yeah, and and he's also going to be down here for an IWE show yes, as well. He is. And, yes, and he that's, is. that that's, was just announced a couple yeah, yeah, weeks ago, actually. Not even a week ago. Um, but it just speaks a lot about, you know, Luchasaurus is one of those talents that you got to keep an eye on because it's going to do big and big, uh, great things in AEW and beyond. Absolutely. As long as WWE didn't get a hold of him and change him to that T-Rex. <laughs> Birth him from an egg. It's a Survivor Series. Oh, God. It'll, like, be the second coming of the gobbledygooker. We'll have Renee Young trip in the ring. <laughs> on her own well, shit. Anyways, it break her hip. <laughs> we'll have Byron Saxton introduce it. Oh, fuck. Well then, it, well, then no one will watch it. <laughs> At least some people watched it with Gene. Good God. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, back to fighter. Better than the coach doing it. God, he lost his spark. And then, in the time of the... Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're slamming WWE I know, the dude, whole time no, during the AEW segment. I know, right? Isn't that ironic? Anyways. Um, no. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, so this matchup, definitely uh, check this match. Another matchup that was a sleeper match. And once again, these girls were featured in, in kind of a sleeper type matchup. But you had Nyla Rose, right, mm. taking on um, two of the um, Hiroki um, girls and everything yeah. like that. And uh, this matchup was awesome. Like, these ladies went out, and it was a very surprising ending. The uh, girl from Japan won, not the uh, Aladdin-looking girl, but yeah. the other, I can't the remember other her name. But, yeah. Uh, I, you know, everyone expected this to be a squash match and everything like that. And the people that I was watching it with were just like, where it's like, I thought they were going to give her a big monster push and everything like that. And I said, just because she loses doesn't mean she's not getting a push. Exactly. Like, it just means she lost. You know, there's the, there, the the wins and losses in pro wrestling don't amount to shit when it comes to the storylines. But apparently in AEW, remember, that's what they want to go for. They want to, you know, have this so-called wins and losses matters, which that still hasn't really been explained. And I don't think it's going to go fully until right after All Out. I, that's, yeah. I, yeah, because yeah. then they can start having the ranking system. Then they can start having, you know, your top tens and stuff like that. Absolutely. And who's going to be what and where. Yes, so, uh, it, it, and um, I, there was a great matchup, though, a uh, great sleeper uh, matchup. And then, of course, we had uh, the Lucha Brothers, Ray Phoenix, and Pentagon Jr. Zero! You have way too much time on your hands, I swear to God. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway. No, 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 no. Fuck the revival. <laughs> I told you I've been watching too much of being the elite. I was about to say who now who has you know too much time on their hands. Kiss my know. ass, okay? <laughs> when I go to Starbucks, what's your name? FTR. <laughs> Just so when I walk into a building, if you're in the know, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at 
you to try to sound cool. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, but we go we, the Lucha Brothers and uh, what, what was the other guy's uh, Draga or Daga? Was it Daga? I can't remember his name. Off I can't. Top of my head. I can't remember his name. Um, how many chair shots I've had through the years? Half the time I can't remember my own name. You know how many kendo stick shots you've had? Oh, I don't know. Um, Ask Timothy Blackman and uh, CD Bean and all of them. They were talking about it on Facebook recently. <laughs> that's the most soothing thing they've ever experienced in their life. You, was hitting you, me and, with a kendo stick. And by stick. the way, I just want. I just want to state for the record, you asked for that when you posted that. Shit. I did. I said. I said you asked for it. <laughs> I did, and I was expecting a lot more uh, responses to it, and now that I'm talking about it on here, my face is going to blow up like, yeah, I enjoyed the time I hit you with a chair, and uh, James used to come on there, I remember the time I hit you with a kendo stick, a chair, uh, cinder block, this, and then Daniel Mains come on there, well, I did hit you with a car. Oh my God! I bet everyone had a Brandon Parker come on. Well, Hogan must pose. (laughs) So I hit you with a chair too, and a skateboard, and a kendo stick. Why you got lit you on fire with dynamite? (laughs) You got Parker to respond. (laughs) Oh my God! Anyways, though, uh, so we have those three, and then we have, of course, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. And one of my personal favorites, Kenny Omega, of course. And they were dressed for the gaming occasion. Let's just put it that way. They made uh, a tribute to one of their favorite games of all time. Uh, the uh, 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 Not Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter. Street Fighter? Yeah, Street Fighter. And, uh, yeah. Were they Ryu and Ken? Yes. Oh, my Jesus. And I, I, think, I think Kenny Omega was supposed to be someone else, but his gear didn't arrive in time. But it was funny about that because they they kind of did being the elite. Um, they're at Fighter Fest. If you saw some of the video uh, stuff, you, you, like you saw some of the backstage stuff, mm-hmm. it was actually you know kind of shot like being the elite and everything like that. And it was Kenny trying to organize the event, and they were making fun of the event, you know, on Netflix that got rained out and stuff like that, like Blink-182 canceled on him. Yeah. He's like, there is no band. Of course, there was a band set up and everything like that at the entrance. And then Matt and Nick, one of the funniest things, he was just like, he was just, oh, don't worry. I got your gears. I got your gears, man. He's just like, I totally don't trust you to come up with our gears and everything. And then he just goes, okay, so so Kenny totally came through with our gear and it is awesome. Dude, this was, no, to me, it's not like, you know, when you're watching a WWE and you see these big productions and everything like that, like like you see those big backstage interviews and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you can't relate to any of that. No, but this you can. Exactly. You know, it's shot like, it, like they do it on YouTube and everything like that. It brought you into it and it just allowed you to have fun, you know, for a yep. little bit and, and, I loved it. I I, I thought that stuff uh, was great. But they had the six-man tag, and good God almighty. I mean, just... Meltzer probably jacked off to this match. He probably did. (laughs) Or High Spots went, hey, how can we feature this on our... (laughs) Because there was a bunch of High Spots. There was uh, everything uh, in between with this one. 
Very entertaining. Uh, great back and forth. I loved it. I absolutely fucking love this matchup and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we go on to the main event. So this is the one everybody was looking forward to. Oh, yes. This is the unsanctioned match between one, the bad boy, Joey Janela, and John. No, I'm sorry. John Moxley! <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, let's let's talk about that real quick before we get on to this epic shit that took place in this yeah. main event. Uh, remember? Okay, so last week on the program, I told Bill, I said, I said, dude, I think Excalibur's gimmick, you know, along with the mask and everything, I think mm -hmm. his gimmick is he talks over all of the fucking announcers. That's all he did. And don't get me wrong. He's a great announcer. Yeah. You can tell he's got the voice for it. You can tell everything like that. But when JR's talking... Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Like, even JR, like, would talk, and it looked like he was about... Like, like you could hear them at times, like, start to talk both. And then, like, Excalibur went, oh, wait a minute. That's JR's time. And I'm like, yes, shut the fuck up. It's JR's time. I want to hear the master. This is the maestro. This is the narrator. This is the Morgan Freeman of wrestling. Yep. I and, mean, and, literally. Yeah, literally. And, you know, there was a reason why they put JR in that spot. Yes. As Cody said, it's fucking Jim Ross. Yes. And, and that's just it, but... And we didn't have uh, the other guy that we had last time at Double or Nothing. We had a completely different guy. Um, I forget his uh, name and everything like that, but he actually has uh, one of the one of the calls of the night. He said, "He goes, wow, that was a dick move." <laughs> he literally say that. He literally said, "He literally said that was a dick move." <laughs> wow. Oh my god, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, are you serious? Did, that, did he seriously just say that? But whatever. Anyway, so let's go on to the main event, the unsanctioned matchup. Joey Janela versus John Moxley. And, oh dear Christ. Like, <laughs> that's all I gotta say about this. Um, because here was the thing. First of all, the... The, the spots that these guys took on the barbed wire and on the tables, I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. Joey Janela drops an elbow drop from the ladder that he actually connected on this time, you know. <laughs> and, and you want to know what's funny about that? Hmm. I didn't know that that was him. I did not know that he was the one... That went to the you know top of the balcony where it looks like a garage and shit like that. And he dropped the elbow and missed. That was him. That was him. That was that was fucking <laughs> Joey Janela before. <laughs> it was Joey Janela before he was Joey Janela. That was Joey Janela. And then uh, not only that, but it was also him who took that fucking uh, fireman's carry through like the light tubes that were on top of a like truck. MCW. Yes. That's what? Fu that's fucking him. Wow. That's why they made that documentary about how he's going to die and shit like that in the wrestling ring and shit like that. And how he has a death wish. And legit, after watching this matchup, I think, <laughs> I think that. Uh, but then, John Moxley. First of all, if you read his shirt when he came down to the ring, 
or it was either his shirt or it was like or like the vest. It was on the back of it, and if he was uh, if he had on his shirt, he was wearing it on the front. But it said unscripted violence. <laughs> and if I remember, there's a spot in the matchup where Jim Ross actually says, "If you think there was a PG version of John Moxley, <laughs> you're sadly mistaken." I was like, "Did you say that, Jr.? <laughs> really?" It was like, damn, but yeah, oh god, some of the stuff I saw in this matchup made me cringe. Yeah, um, including one spot because John Moxley goes to the outside, right? He goes under the ring and he goes and he grabs a bag, right? The people I'm watching with and a lot of people in the arena are just like, all right, thumbtacks. Who's going back first, right? Who's going? Who's doing this? You know, or is Moxley going to go back first and it's going right. to backfire on him? Blah blah blah. And then Moxley makes his way over to Janela and strips off his boots. And at that point, I went, no. No, this, no. Uh uh, this is going to get countered somehow. No, it, it can't happen. And then he picks him up in the atomic drop position. And <laughs> I kid you not. There was a, an announcer from, um, anyone remember, uh, uh, oh, fuck, what was it, XPW? Yes. That horrible promotion run by Rob Black. I've got volumes one, two, and three in the house right now. Okay, well, you know that <laughs> motherfucker on there? Like, yes. Like, when something crazy would happen, he would go, ah! Yeah. That shit drove me crazy every time that happened. He's like, oh! <laughs> well... I'm not gonna lie, that was my reaction <laughs> when Moxley picks him up and he atomic drops him on the fucking no, not back first, feet, feet first, first onto the tax and Janela, and then they show the shots of his feet. And I'm like, ah, like I'm sitting there with my arms flailing, like I'm just like, oh my god. Ah, ah, like I'm biting my like knuckles. This is so. Oh my god! And was, all at the same time, you're looking at this, going, "I have not seen this before at all." I've never seen that before. I've never seen. I want to be there. First of all, first of all, just think about this for a second, right? All right, because Janelle is the one that. Janelle's the one that took it, right? People are talking about Moxley. I'm going. Janelle's the one that took it. All right. But let's just say that, because Moxley, I believe, would be crazy enough to take that as well. Yeah. I believe he would. So let's just think about this for a minute. What if, right, what if he went up to Brock Lesnar for their WrestleMania um, 35 match in, <laughs> in Dallas? <laughs> he just suggested, hey, Brock, I got an idea. <laughs> Instead of... Instead of suplexing me back first onto tax or anything like that, just drop me feet first on it. And then Brock probably looked at him and went, Or you could or I could take a, you know, ice pick and jab it straight through my eye and we'll see which one makes more sense. <laughs> Either that or all the PG people there going, Oh, we can't do that. There's kids in the and the audience will probably try to do that. But then you got the people over at AEW going, yeah, fuck do that. Teenagers love that shit. 
I, well, first of all, I don't know if anyone knew that they were going to do that. Probably not. Tony Khan's probably sitting in the back going, ah, acupuncture. <laughs> yeah, right? He's probably like, well, they won't be needing Jaguar tickets in nope. South <laughs> I can't make it up the damn stadium. Uh, seriously, I want to know like how he walked back to the fucking... <laughs> I don't know. Like, Did he wheel me. back? Did he crawl back? Um, I'd have been in a wheelchair the rest of the night. I'd have been like, I ain't walking for like a week after mm-hmm. this. But yeah, Janela goes and, and takes that... And on his and on his face, he's screaming to like the top of the high heavens. And someone looked at me and just go, just goes, man, that's a great sell job. And I went, bro, there ain't, ain't no, no selling that shit. Selling him that shit. He is legit in the most pain he has ever been. No, in, no, in his don't get me life. wrong. Thumbtacks to the back, they do hurt, but not as bad as to the feet because you have the most sensitive spots in the bottom of your soles of your feet. Yeah, it, it's not bad. It's sore for a little bit. It does hurt like some bitch, but yeah, I said some bitch, not son of a bitch. But you know, we're talking, we're talking like this is basically southern wrestling. Who gives a shit? Uh, so it's wrestling, <laughs> wrestling, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is. It, <laughs> Chris Dickens, we're not in the wrestling business. We're in the production business. Shut the fuck up. Just go out there and do your wrestling match. Oh, I mean, you're, Chris, you're, I don't you're really like match. wrestling or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm having you take this Lego spot because I think it's really funny. And while you're at it, go ahead and take this toilet seat right here and put it around your head. We're going to have the first ever toilet seat match. <laughs> oh, God. Sad thing is, is I'm saying this is a joke, but it literally fucking happened. It was a toilet seat match, and the objective was to take your opponent, put the toilet seat around the head, and slam the lid. It happened. Show me the video of that. Please uh, tell I, me we got that on uh, the video archive. It's somewhere, somewhere. It's somewhere in the video I will post it on this that fucking is Facebook there. page. You will not believe half the matches that came up with And We're talking about the matches at Fighter Fest and shit. I, I mean, seriously, you had a, a, a reverse match where you got counted out being inside the ring. <laughs> um, uh, uh, they had a match called a Buff Bitch Match. S- James Houston about it. He'll remember it. Or, 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 or Chris Wiggins. He'll remember it very well. Um, there was what? so many oh dear God. weird, obscure, weird-ass matches that I can't even recall them all on here. But yeah. Well, while Chris tries to react, reenact his fantasies there. Oh, wow. Um, anyways, my fantasies. Okay. I'm just joking. Uh, let's get back to the main event because it wasn't done from there. It wasn't done until... Moxley hits not Dirty Deeds, but it's called the Death Rider. Yeah. Where it is a spiked Dirty Deeds. And he spiked him head first in a fucking tax. I just... Oh, my God. It, first of all, this was everything that they hyped it to be, mm-hmm. in my opinion, for this matchup. This lived up to the expectations. Yes. It really did. I... I, I 100% agree. I tip my hat off to both men. I would not do that on a nightly basis or anything like that. And if anyone ever in the history, if I'm ever back in the ring and they come up to me and go, so you're going to do this first thing and I'm going to be like, or I'm going to go shit in the woods and throw it at the fans and we'll see which one makes more sense after that. If like, they pay you enough money, dude, fuck feet <laughs> Yeah, it only hurts for yeah, a little right. bit. Yeah, right. Yeah, you better be paying me them fucking five hundred dollars for that shit. 
Well, Tony Khan's pretty rich. So. <laughs> yeah, well, this is very true. Speaking of Tony Khan, you know, we go to the post show uh, uh, afterwards and everything like that, and he's uh, he's actually very keen on doing these uh, these post show interviews, kind of like the NFL does mm-hmm. and everything like that. Because again, he wants to present it as a sports based product. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about it, and dude, the way that he talks legit blurs the line between like work and then like you know basically kayfabe i should say like like it basically blurs the lines the way that he talks in these uh after show interviews um he was talking about how cody was okay and everything but that he you know he like he described the matchup as like 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 was that a planned finish and everything like because um people were asking him was that a planned finish and everything like that or did something go and he just goes she goes well cody didn't keep track of time and everything like that and he ran out of time so he couldn't pit him yeah so it, and i mean and that's what you're supposed to fucking do is it not yeah you play Mr. it all school help me out yeah here. you play it off if a fan walks up to you for, was that a plan finished? Well, no, he fucking ran out of time. And he was supposed to pit. He didn't get a chance to pit him, so I don't think he planned on losing like that or having a draw, so we'll just have another match later on. Exactly. So now, you don't sit there and go, well, no, we, that's not what we talked about in the back. I mean, he wasn't supposed to end like that. It was supposed to actually be Cody Pitty. No, you don't fucking do that. No, no. So Tony. kudos to Tony. Yes, Tony. Tony, you can tell is learning so quick, isn't he? I mean, like he might be the quickest learn, like quickest promoter learner in the history. Well, the thing is, I think he's been sitting there studying this shit for so long that probably he doesn't have to learn it overnight. He, he pretty much knows the gist of it. Yeah, and probably. you know, play being uh you know owner of a major NFL team, you already deal with this shit exactly. So you know, you might deal with it in a different capacity, but you still yeah you know, deal with similar uh, stuff and everything like that. He was asked the question, right? He was asked. Uh, if, you know, tonight we saw, you know, blood, we saw, um, you know, tags, we saw this and in that, uh, we saw middle fingers being given and everything like that. We saw cuss words. Uh, and he's like, he's like, can we, can we expect that on uh, TNT and everything? And he immediately went, no, no, uh, uh-uh. we're going to have different rules for, uh, TV matches and stuff like that mm-hmm. and everything. And, um, I agree with him on this. You don't need to have all of the language and the violence on national TV. You need to save that for pay-per-view. To mm-hmm. be like, hey, if you want to get that, if you want to get that part of AEW, you've got to pay for it. You've exactly. got to go here to watch it. That's the only place you're going to watch it. Which is the way that the Monday Night Wars should have been done and everything like that. But they never were. They, you yeah, know, they gave away free under, stuff yeah, on, on television and everything like that. So, you know, it, it's going to be uh, interesting. But overall, uh, I thought Fighter Fest. You know, I didn't think it was better than Double or Nothing or anything like that. But did it have to be? I mean, no. I, I, I mean, it was, a, I mean, it was a free event. It was from a gaming convention, so they it, were trying. Yeah, things. it was. It was. It was great for what it was. They were seeing they were seeing some things that worked and that didn't work yep. and everything like that. And they're going to do the same thing in a uh, a week or so 
when they have Fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen live from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, that's going to be taking place. And your main event will be the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, taking on the Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, and his brother, Dustin Rhodes. That's going to that's gonna be yeah, huge. Yeah, it's going to be huge and epic. And then they've got a bunch of other stuff uh, going on. Check out AEW uh, Wrestling on Facebook to find out the card and everything like that and to keep track of it. And we'll keep track of it right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. But we broke out this news last week, Chris, right? The biggest news, probably mm -hmm. more so even than Fighter Fest, was the fact of their back. I'm back! Oh, Lord. In battle, in battle. The sad and, thing uh, is, we won't even be able to hear that song on SmackDown Live. <laughs> probably, I so badly want to. Probably, I really do. Probably not. But uh, he's back, and so is the other one, Extreme. Well, he's best known for just introducing. He's best our known show. for. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's featured every week right here on SWN. <laughs> Literally. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yes, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are coming back to WWE. Well, Heyman's technically still there. But yeah. uh, Bischoff is returning to WWE, and Heyman is joining him in a new executive director's role. This was not only broken by uh, the wrestling dirt sheets, of course, and every fucking known one to man, apparently, yep. but it was also broken by Sports Illustrated, ESPN, and several other national magazines, or not magazines, but national news, uh, sports news outlets and stuff like that. Uh, and then, of course, it was broken by... Um, the WWE app itself, because I think a lot of people thought, well, this is this probably someone making up something, but nope. WWE confirmed it. New executive roles, or new executive director roles. Paul Heyman's going to take Raw, and Eric Bischoff is going to take SmackDown Live, which is moving to Fox in October. Yeah, and, and honestly, this is a smart move on WWE's part, uh, because... They've got to answer to Fox executives now, and mm -hmm. who better to handle Fox executives than a person who's already dealt with them before, in the form of Eric Bischoff. And dealt with assholes trying to run the company. Exactly. And, um, you know, when I, that news broke, somebody actually posted something on uh, Facebook, and I saw it. It's like, uh, they said, uh, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman are in top po uh, positions of power in wrestling again. And then there was something else. And, something and, else. and, and wrestling is on TNT. Yeah, uh, what year is this? Yeah. <laughs> Rob back Williams in the fucking 90s. Yeah. But yeah um, and, and here's the thing is, you know, and I think you and Bill touched on this last week, and I'm going to throw my two cents in on it about uh, exactly how much pull they're actually going to have. When it comes to these positions, yeah, because I've been, you know, I've I've, I've heard that from um, from Jr. and I've heard that from uh, from Cornette, obviously, and everything like that, and I've heard that from a bunch of other people. Is is you know, obviously, 
everyone knows that these two are going to do a good job. Because, yep. I mean, they're, they're Eric Bischoff and themselves. Paul Heyman. You know, yeah, like, two guys who put revolutionary spots in the history of the wrestling business. Yes. Eric Bischoff brought WCW up to dominance and actually beat WWE at the time for 83 weeks. Yes. It's been nailed in our fucking consciousness for so long, thanks to Conrad Thompson. Um, Chat me up. <laughs> And then, of course, Paul Heyman, who etched ECW into the linen fabric yes. of pro wrestling and yes. made names such as Tommy Dreamer, Rob Van Dam, and the Sandman household icons when it comes to yes. pro wrestling. Absolutely. So, and, and I mean, but again. So, but, they, so, so we know that they're going to do right. a good job, right? The, the thing is, though, which is what I wonder as well, was how much stroke do they actually have because is this is this going to actually be where they're going to take control of Fox so you know let's say on Smackdown Live Bischoff wants to put the title on AJ Styles does he have to go to uh, you know Vince McMahon and say I want to put the title well, on AJ and then I want to have him feud with Drew Galloway and we have this well I feud. think they still have to answer they're, they're answering directly to Vince they're not answering to anybody else but Vince Right. That was pretty much stated that they are a direct link to Vince, nobody else. Well, if they're in a direct link to Vince, again, the question is, are you going to let the coach be able to coach? Well, we got our answer partially on Monday Night Raw this uh, past week. We did because I will say that, uh, I, you know, I, 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 heard, I didn't watch it live. So I did. I watched it after the fact. I watched it live. And, okay. And uh, the first segment was a fucking wrestling match. A breath of fresh air after how many a, fucking years? It was a false count anyway. <laughs> Still a fucking wrestling match. <laughs> no Stephanie McMahon. No Shane and fucking uh, what's his face. Uh, no fucking Vince McMahon yanking his dick on live television. What no fucking that? any of that. I'm fucking ecstatic about it. What because was that? for four fucking years. Four fucking years. Every time Raw opened up, it was a promo. It was a promo. It was a promo. It was either Stephanie Stroke. You get a promo. You get a promo. <laughs> I get a promo. I Everybody get some promo. Either, either it was Stephanie McMahon coming out, yanking her husband's wanker on TV, stroking about how much power they have. Stroking? Or, yeah, that said it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> or it was Vince McMahon coming out, well, we're going to do it this way now. Or or it was the whole McMahon family, you guys are in control. And bullshit, the McMahons are in control. Or it was something. We, 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 we haven't been doing a very good job for you lately. No shit! <laughs> You put Heyman in the executive director role and we get but Bobby... But the end of tyranny and management is now over. And you are the... <laughs> Bullshittiest promo ever. Ever. But we open Monday Night Raw and we get... Uh, I'm not going to say it was the greatest two. But Bobby Lashley going up one-on-one in a Falls Count Anywhere match against these hands. And yeah. <laughs> but dude, seriously. No, and, and yeah, a lot of people I, I, wouldn't I, I, have I, thought it was great, but the moment that Braun Strowman speared Bobby Lashley through the LEDs of the entrance ramp. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> that was the moment right there that got me, because I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I'm like, 
He had done that shit in a while, and that shit's expensive. Yeah. So for them to do that, it meant something. And then you hear Corey Graves, holy shit. I'm yeah. like, the fuck did he just say? Yeah. Did he say holy shit? And then yeah. he played it off on tw- on uh, Twitter like he got fined for it. But that yeah, whole right. thing. And, and, and the one thing I liked was the one camera. Filming the backstage while they were getting him out of there. The one camera. Yeah, I know. Because usually, usually they like to put like 20 or 30 cameras. One camera. And it's all you needed. And when and, and the whole time you're sitting there watching this, what do you hear from the crowd? Thank you. Hey, man. Oh, Thank yeah. Thank you. Hey, man. Yeah. But come on. But see, I fans, stop doing exactly. that. Exactly. Don't. We don't need to acknowledge that. Exactly. I, I, I mean... And that's the problem... And hang on. That's the problem <laughs> with the wrestling business and everything like that is the fact of whenever something good happens like that, you know, they meet, you immediately can't suspend disbelief because fans are chanting something stupid like that. Like, exactly. It's like, it's like, come on, y'all. Let the moment speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And Get were, lost in the moment. Exactly. And there were a lot of moments in this Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had the reuniting of uh, the club. Oh, and yeah. And the turning. I was about yeah. to say AJ Styles turns heel and everything uh, like that. Who uh, would have saw that happen? I didn't see that coming. And no. that was And that was great. Um, it's But it's interesting because he's one of the top. You know, faces of the company right now. But it makes perfect sense. It does. Is why? Because here's the thing, and there were a lot of botches. Don't get me wrong. We're we're gonna touch on those too, because I I definitely want to hit them up on their botches for Monday Night Raw. Um, but but taking AJ Styles, putting him against Ricochet, that's a smart move because that's 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 a fucking great match. But then taking and putting you know, uh, Carl Anderson and uh, fuck. You know how long it's been uh, since I've seen them on TV? I can't remember their names. Doc completely. Gallows. Doc, yeah, Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows. You say John Gallows? I said Doc. Doc Gallows or Doc, Luke, whatever. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Gallows and Anderson. And, and see, that's the thing is I haven't seen them on TV in forever. I forgot who the fuck they were. Except John for Revelé wrote the book of the seven seas. <laughs> fuck you. Um, wrote the book of Too Sweet. <laughs> I wrote the book of Too Sweet. But, um... To have them team back up and to bring back that unity and bring back the club, something that fans want. Fans have been, you know, dying for to see that side of AJ again. And to put him up against Ricochet, a person who hadn't been given a single fucking rub since he's came to the main roster until now. Right. So it makes sense. Well, it it does make sense, but here's here's the thing, right, for me. Because there was all of these reports that um, that Gallows and Anderson were going to go uh, to um, uh, AEW or New Japan even once their contracts were up, and obviously they have signed and they've they've obviously have got to have signed a new deal with WWE yeah, right they now for for this to happen. So my thing is WWE is I was like okay, so you signed them to a new contract. Are you actually going to do something with them? Are you going to do something with this? Or is this just to appease them, to show them, hey, yeah, we're going to do something with you, and then two weeks later you drop them? Or two months later even. Which I, I really hope they don't. I really hope Well, that's they what they did the first time with the club. Well, I'm hoping this time it's it, it's a once little it, different. Once they, were done, once they were done taking on Cena, they had nothing else for it. 
They had well, and plus, you know, um, they got split up. Uh, yeah, well, you know, because it's a draft. Yeah, because of the draft. The draft really doesn't mean shit anymore. No, it doesn't, especially with that goddamn stupid fucking wild card. Which, by the way, uh, SmackDown had about nine people show up on Raw. Raw hasn't had has had maybe two people show up from it, which of course is. <laughs> Who's also in hot water events right now, but... That's what I hear, right? Roman, I can't... <laughs> Roman, you didn't buy no baby oil. <laughs> How am I supposed to lube you up to get you ready for your entrance? Oh, my God. I'm not going to go I there. I can't put anyway. the belt on you now. Seriously? It He's in hot fit. water with Vince? Yeah. Is it because of Moxley or some I'm shit like really that? I'm not really sure, but yeah. How is he in hot sheets. water? Uh, you have to look that up on the dirt sheets. I saw it, and I was like... I, no, didn't, I didn't see anything about that. I did see the Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay banner back, oh, yeah, and, forth. back and forth. And he finally ended up apologizing to Ospreay or something. Well, and, and you know. About saying. Uh, I got to give it, though, to Seth for that because. Uh, and I'm, I'm not crediting him for backing away or anything like that. But I'm, I'm crediting him for saying that. You know, because really what he said that really pissed Osprey off was the fact that he said, hey, let's compare bank accounts and everything like that. Yeah. And Osprey, and like a lot of people feel in wrestling, like it's like, dude, okay, like a lot of us, you know, we're doing this because we love this and everything like mm-hmm. that. And Seth Rollins is doing it because he loves it, obviously. I'm, I'm not saying that, but that's, that's the way that kind of comment kind of came yeah, I was uh, like, across. who's making more money? Yeah. And, and, and JR said this best, right? And I want to get your thoughts on this. You know, he, because uh, he was asked about that situation. And he said, he said, look, kid, just because you're making a lot of money, don't confuse that with you drawing a lot of money. Because if you think about it, Seth Rollins ain't really drawing that much. No, he's locked into a contract with guaranteed pay. Exactly. And uh, these other guys who are going out here, like the Young Bucks did, like Cody did, and Kenny Omega, and even Will Ospreay, they go out there, they have their merchandise set up, their own merch stand, they're selling their merchandise, they're selling it online, and people come to see them. Yeah. When you go to a WWE show, you don't go to see a certain person, you go to see WWE. You don't even know who's going to be there half exactly. the fucking time. You have no idea who's going to be at the live events. You have no idea if the main event that it was advertised is actually going to happen. Exactly. You go to see WWE because it's WWE. You don't you, go to see WrestleMania to see the headlining match. No, you I go because it's WrestleMania. What, what is that? Like, here was the thing. Remember um, when Nakamura and Styles fought, mm-hmm. right? The The main theme of that was, are they going to headline WrestleMania? So they weren't even booked before it, you know, sold tickets. It's just, it's WrestleMania. It just yeah, sells exactly. automatically. And everything that else that Same comes thing with, with, it. with just anything live event-wise. With WWE, you're going to see WWE because it's WWE. Exactly. But when you go to see, like, New Japan, or you go to Ring of Honor, or you go to... Oh, Impact, and, and, and like that, that statement is very true because I've noticed that with New Japan and ROH, you know. And it, while they've still got good stuff, yeah, you know, a lot of the reasons that people were watching ROH during that booming period of theirs... And New Japan's, you know, rise and everything like that was because K 
Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody, and everything. AJ Hangman Styles, Page, Hangman Page, all them. Yeah, and and you see where the, you know they kind of are now. Like they have to rebuild. You know, like yeah. the brand name itself is not enough to just sell tickets all the time. Exactly. You know? Whereas WWE, you know, it used to be. You know, you just say WWE, it sells. But like, okay, for example. One time, this is why I always make the argument that Stone Cold was definitely bigger than The Rock. The Rock might have been bigger in mainstream ways, but the reason Stone Cold is the biggest of all time was because he single-handedly drew for the WWE. Yeah. And they even said that. They were like, you put Austin's name on the poster, sold. Yep, sold out immediately. They would they would they would sell it out in in you put the NWO at the time sold out sold the fuck out you put Sting and Hogan was the most was the highest uh, bought WCW pay per view of all time RK ninety seven yes because everyone wanted to see that yep. but you don't have that right now no. in WWE you know it AEW is going to get there and really if you think about it. Technically, they already have it. Technically, yes, they do. I mean, double or nothing, we had Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, too. People yes. wanted to see that. Now we got, for All Out, Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho for the AEW Championship. And That um, is history in the making. And, and Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. There you Those go. are two matches right there that people want to see. They want to see history be made with a brand new world champion, and they want to see... Two icons go at it. And yeah, but there are matches in WWE that they could do and, and there are what I don't understand is is why no one in that creative team can figure out how to get someone over anymore. Because that creative team is made up of people who don't know what's going on. That's why they're having to pull people from past wrestling to come in and actually do right. Because here's the thing. Is that creative team, those writers and everything, were made up of people from fucking Hollywood. Then all of a sudden they got to pull in their Jeff Jarrett's. They got to pull in this guy. They got to pull in that guy. But the problem is, is that when you mix, when you mix a Hollywood writer and a wrestling writer together, that is a terrible combination. And I, it doesn't work because both of you have a difference of opinion right. of. And I, what of the way things should be I run. think they're finally realizing that now. I think that after all this fucking time, they're finally realizing that. And they're like, okay, we got to make changes. So they're bringing in all these wrestling guys to be storyline writers and creative. And or, or one could argue this as well, that they're, that they're bringing them back because they're buying them up so that the other guys don't get them. This is true as well. So that not only, not only AEW... I mean, ROH, New Japan, Honor, New Japan, MLW, Impact, even. Impact, even. You know, who's, like. Who's like, said to get a new television home? That's just a drop of tidbit information before we get to Impact. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's just. It, it could be the case. Uh, they were trying to do it with. Uh, what's his face? Um, fuck. Uh, Dildo Boy. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, are you talking about. Uh, Big Dick Johnson? Uh, yeah, well, that that's what the ladies probably would have called him. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like like the guy that played the stripper. No, I'm talking about baby old guy. The guy who had uh, the, the dick party uh, WrestleMania. Oh, Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. 
Okay. His name slipped my mind for a minute. But yeah, Joey Ryan. Pronouns, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> We're getting sued. Um, I know, right? But yeah, I, I, they tried to do that with. They wanted. To, oh Jesus! Yeah, we're definitely getting sued now. Um, <laughs> fuck! I'm gonna have Ric Flair knocking on the door. You using my brother-in-law's catchphrases in your podcast? That was the worst impersonation. I wasn't trying. It was Ric Flair after surgery. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. That it. it that wasn't even worse. Somebody like, actually sent that to me too. It's like, did Ric Flair really? Is Ric Flair really brain dead? I was like, if you no, look the at the article, he's not. Look at the article. It was wrote three months ago, and then look underneath it. It tells you it's a fake story. Oh, okay, cool. I just want to make sure. Well, yeah, let's yeah, make no. sure that your brain cells are working. What's two plus? If if, if <laughs> no, when okay, when I actually believe that there's a problem with Ric Flair is when TMZ breaks it. I'll actually believe you'll feel the change in the air. It's like a disturbance in the wrestling force when like something happens. When Dusty Rhodes died, like that was a disturbance in the force. It was mm-hmm. like it you was can like, feel uh-oh. it. Like, well, that one was very unexpected in yeah. my opinion. I I didn't see that one coming. Ric Flair's, I don't know. I feel Rick, like it, the, the two that's going to hurt the worst is Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. I you know I thought about that the other day. Like you know Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan gets shit on so much by the by the dirt sheet reporters, by you know past wrestling media and, and stuff like that. But here's here's my thing: if it wasn't for that man, we AEW wouldn't even be a thing. No, WCW wouldn't have been a thing. The NWO wouldn't even have been WWE a thing. wouldn't have been a thing. No, he he was single handedly the reason that WWE skyrocketed to mainstream media mm-hmm. when it did. And, you know, God, all respect to Andre the Giant, but it wasn't him. That He might have been this larger-than-life attraction, but it wasn't him. That no, they pushed it. Hogan to the sky. Yeah, it was Hulk And then Hogan. when Hogan went to WCW, him turning heel pushed WCW to the sky. Yeah, and it wasn't enough for him. It wasn't enough for him to just come there. He had to do something completely different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he realized that. And we got, you know, the greatest thing ever, you know. But we're not getting that a lot in WWE. No. But maybe we're going to get that with this Heyman and Bischoff uh, regime happening and everything like that. I don't know. We'll have to see it. You know, just because it played out good on one episode of Raw, that's one episode. You know, who's to say say that that couldn't have just, that 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 was already written? Who's to say he had a single hand in it? This is true. People might think he did, but according to, you know, dirt sheet writers, because of all of their fucking knowledge and everything like that, you know, and all of their outstanding sources that they somehow have, anyways, but they said that Heyman's not taking over until, actually both of them, if if I remember correctly, aren't really taking over until after Extreme Rules. Yeah, which is uh, right before uh, SmackDown Live goes to Fox. Extreme Rules? No, it's what not. Is extreme Rules? Extreme Rules is like... Well... I don't fucking know. I don't know when the pay-per-views are. We're in July right now. We have August, September before October. Well, extreme Rules will be here in July, obviously. Well, if they're taking over around that point, then they really need to... to they, maybe they're just getting their feet wet. Maybe. I, I don't... Who knows who gives a shit? 
All I know is, is that, that it was a good episode of Raw, and if they keep continuing that way and they do the same thing on SmackDown, maybe the tide will turn a little bit. It, but the, the, and and you know we let's talk about you know some of the stuff though. The, there was one really cringy part of Raw though that I was like, okay, uh, it was the Maria and Mike. Carnellis, which again, why the fuck is he taking her last name in all this? I don't know. Uh, and you had the Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Uh, so now I guess they're gonna main event against every um, power couple. Yeah, supposed power so, couple because that makes sense. Get ready for John Cena and Nikki Bella to come back. I will literally throw my remote at the TV. <laughs> And actually, it's not my remote. I will throw the controller at the fucking TV. You see, for that. You see Paul Heyman booking that. Okay, so we have Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch going up against hologram versions if of the I Macho Man and sir. Elizabeth. If I may, good sir. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. If do it. I may. No, I can't do it either. <laughs> I can see him promoting that. They did it with Tupac at Coachella. Well, Why can't we have them two face off against Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth? Oh, for fuck's sake, no. <laughs> that wouldn't have worked. What is it? Okay, hey, I'm moving on. Yeah, Anyways. I'm just saying, stupid ideas. Yep. We're talking about WWE. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, uh, brilliant. Maria uh, and Mike there had some problems during the match. And uh, Lynch goes after Maria. And she screams out, I'm pregnant again. And uh, obviously a lot of people were wondering if that was a work or anything like that. And then, of course, she gets on the mic and she berates her husband in front of everyone. And she says a line. I'll never forget this line. She says, uh, next time, I w- the, the, only, the only real man around here is Lynch. And if <laughs> the next time I, I want to get impregnated, I'll just have Lynch impregnate me. And I went. Tell me more. <laughs> in fact, WWE, if you could, you know, set write that scene and everything. Just have Heyman do it. Heyman has that sick kind of mind. Just let him fucking write this scene. Put it in the bingo that. hall. Uh, anyways, let me let me uh, move on before I lose myself here. <laughs> anyways, uh, but that was that part had me scratching my head. I was like, what? And here's my thing. If <sighs> Are they gonna seriously like try to break up, you know, um, Mike and Maria Cardellis? Because I'm sitting there just like, but they're 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 legit married in real life. We all know this and everything like that. Like they actually have a kid and everything. I guess Vince is just mad. He's like, it's like because I didn't create it. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't stick my penis in Cardellis and make a baby. So I'm not having that shit. Okay. It's going to be that storyline that he wanted to do yeah, with Stephanie yeah, years ago. Yeah, you took my good joke and you completely... Foobarred it, I know. Yeah, you completely like... Aren't just, you glad to have me back? <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, hey, anyway. Bill Blanchard, get ready. You're going to be on the show again permanently. I know, for real. Or I'll just have him come and chase you off set. That's sad. Hulk and smash! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hogan didn't pose. God, 
<laughs> this moment of silence is brought to you by <laughs> Shootout with Bill Blanchard, exclusively on TMB Studios. This moment brought to you by Deathwatch. <laughs> anyways. Um, oh, man. But anyways, yeah, so that part made me kind of cringe uh, and everything like that. But, yeah, overall, it was it was a pretty good Raw. Um, a lot of good stuff came from it. I'm actually going to have to see what happens on next week's episode. But if I see any bullshit uh, that I've been seeing for, you know, the past two years on Raw, then I'm just going to be like, all right, well, that was short-lived. But... What I want to know is when the fuck Mr. Bray Wyatt's going to come back officially. All we keep seeing is the puppets posted everywhere. Yeah. Like they keep, like they keep making like just like little random like like they'll just be in the background for some reason. And I don't know if that's intentional or if that's just like I don't know what the fuck that is, but that that'd be. I just I want to see what they're gonna do with it because those mm-hmm. segments have been some of the best segments I've they seen have. in years. And again, Bray Wyatt could literally star in his own horror movie. Like he could be, he could be a horror movie actor. That's how good he is at his promos and everything, uh, like that. But that's what I'm waiting for is when Bray uh, Wyatt returns and and everything like that. But I, I'm I'm looking forward to. I'm obviously looking forward to as a fan Bischoff and Heyman back yeah. in the roles that we all feel that they should be in and everything. Uh, like that, uh, you know, everyone's offered their opinions uh, and stuff like that. And, and a man that you know loves to offer his opinion, um, you know, I, Jim Cornette. Don't say if, his name too loud. Well, I'm trying not to, but I'm sure after he watched Fighter Fest and then saw Bischoff and Heyman. We're coming back to the, you know, to the. Oh, he probably busted a nut and He was just like, time. he was just like, I can't wait to record this podcast. I'm gonna yell my fucking lungs out. I get to use a cuss word every five seconds and shit like that. Uh, seriously, like, like. He probably had a field day. Oh, like I said, he probably busted a nut, crapped himself all at the same time. Probably, probably more so than when he fell off the scaffold. <laughs> oh man! But actually, Dick, is I piss shit at forty and nothing at the same fucking time. Fuck! Told you not to say this. Shut the fuck up, Dickens. Uh, hi, hi, how you doing? Shut the fuck up, Stovall. You think you know what I was thinking? No, I. Well, I, yeah. Now shut I, the I fuck bet. up. Okay. You didn't know what I was thinking. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking how fucking stupid it was for Cody Rose to take a fucking unprotected chair shot. Jesus fucking Christ! What Jim, the you hell? You fell off a scaffold and broke your leg. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but about? that was planned. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so, so they I planned think, for you to break your. I don't remember. I was unconscious for a little bit. Okay. I, yeah. Still a great fucking payday. But what the fuck were they thinking? What what the fuck was that matchup at the opening of that fucking pre-show? Uh, Michael. Knock 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 it the fuck out, stupid as hell. It <laughs> don't even give me that look, Dick. It's like some you'd book. Especially with the Legos. We know you like playing with blocks and little boys. Oh, it wasn't cats. Whoa. Okay, there. Yeah, uh, um, that's just no. Dang- shut the fuck up. 
Oh my god. It's don't even talk about Daniel Main. He's friends of mine. Bro. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Bro, did I hear his fucking annoying Kentucky hick ass in here talking about fight a fucking fest? Yeah, you yeah. heard it right. Fight a fucking fest. Now I gotta hear your Yankee Doodle Dandy ass. Jim, shut the fuck up before I show you why they called me the fucking Batman in WCW. Oh, wait a minute. I called myself that, but that's okay. I'm about to say you self-promoting, bitch. I am, I am awesome. Jim, you fucking think that the best fucking form of entertainment during a matchup is to stop the fucking matchup and fucking try to fight the referee, like, put him on! No, you that's know, your fucking, fucking thought process. Shit. You think everything needs to be a fucking brawl. Everything doesn't need to be a fucking brawl. It needs to be one-on-one. -on -one. Jim, how many times I gotta fucking tell you they don't fucking care about a wrestling matchup. They fucking wanna Actually, see someone get some fucking shit. Shut the fuck up, Dickens. You fucking worthless piece of fucking shit. I love you, though. You are amazing, and you don't get enough fucking credit. Fuck your mother, though. And fuck TMB Studios while you at it. Whoa, what the fuck? Just shut the shit. fuck up, Dickens. I agree with him halfway. Except for the love you, Jim. Jim, don't you ever fucking agree with me on anything, you worthless piece of shit. Just remember one thing, Jim. That you said. I'm the, I'm the one that actually came up with the fucking screw job. You can sit you there didn't come and up say with the screw job. You can sit there and say that you wanted to f that that you came up with this because you saw a double time back in the fucking 1940. Yeah, I'm right, I did. Shit. You fucking piece of shit. You have no fucking clue. You are out of touch with the fucking wrestling business. No, I, you. on the other hand, know what people want to see. And they all they want to see is, say it with me, folks, the swerve. They don't want to see the fucking swerve. They want to see swerve, you. They want to see a Shut car swerve into bro. you. That's what they want to see. Bro, they want to see you not only swerve off of the fucking scaffold, they want to see the whole fucking scaffold topple over like a fucking bridge. You remember when Hulk Hogan and fucking Big Show were on top of the roof? Oh, excuse me, Paul White or the Giant or whatever, and they were in that fucking mustard truck? Jim, they I didn't have any off fucking... on you. Jim, I didn't have any fucking... <laughs> Hand in that fucking what's this piece of book in there? No, because you know why you're writing WWE Raw magazine at the time. That was Eric Bischoff. That's the best everything. fucking thing and, you oh, did. Oh yeah. Well, maybe I should come out of a fucking box. <laughs> maybe I'll be Shut over more up, over. And you fucking guys, would you get the fuck out of here? Yeah, oh my god, god, Jesus! Shut the fuck up, both of you. Shit. You motherfucker, come yeah. over here and get out of here, fucking Lock the door! Oh, Lock the door! Lock the door! Not to fucking say his name so loud. Look, think he was part of the news. I had to. We're just gonna start calling him JC. J and the other one is uh, VR. <laughs> what the fuck? What just happened? I don't uh, know, but Jesus. He is making me hallucinate There's more dents like in this door from Russo and Cornette's head and bodies. Uh, that I think has been in a WWE or WCW ring. I don't over the years. I don't. I don't know what to say. Okay, so I'm just gonna try to move on here, uh, because oh, oh god, and I just looked at the subject. We gotta talk about <laughs> Impact Wrestling. Oh, Jim Cornette 
you know. Oh, God damn it, I said his name. No, All I right. think he's no, done. No, 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 I no, think no. he's done. I don't know. Hey, Check the fucking windows. I'm looking at the security footage. They're fighting in the parking lot right now. Someone's got a two-by-four, and someone's got a bat. It looks like the it's, bat's going up his ass. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, uh, as long as they stay away from my car, I'm good. Okay. Anyways. Uh, but Impact Wrestling. Yeah, Impact Wrestling uh, is going to have, you know, Slammiversary coming yeah. up uh, in about a month or so, I think. And um, it's going to feature a match. Are you ready for it, Chris? I, I don't it know. That's what I think you're talking about. Uh, well, it's uh, your girl. Tessa Blanchard, baby! She, it's not Adam Cole's gimmick. Don't give a shit. Okay. Anyways, God, you know what? Diamonds are Adam forever. Adam Cole's and so gonna is sue West. her for in, in copyright infringement, and she's gonna come and sue us for. But she's not gonna sue us. She's just gonna come and beat my ass, and I'm gonna have the my dreams come true. I'm just gonna move on now because uh, someone that supposedly is gonna beat her ass. Let's <laughs> see what I did there. Um. Is uh, Sammy Callahan ain't coming to Impact Wrestling to try and fight a regular man like I should be, but I'm gonna fight Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as long as he doesn't put any baseball bats or any kind of inanimate objects in any weird orifices, I'm good with you, Sammy. Um, but here's the thing: is Part of me, and you're looking at me weird for that comment, but it's Sammy Callahan we're talking about here, so I don't want to hear it. He spit on Mr. Cornette. Um, as long as he didn't put any body fluid, bodily fluids on uh, Miss Blanchard, he's good. Um, you, you serious with that statement? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, you keep thinking that. Um, anyways, because that's probably exactly what's going to happen. Probably. Um, yeah, this matchup was announced. It's official. Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan. And they're already going to try to push it because the other night on uh, Impact Wrestling, they had, um, well, a beatdown of Tessa Blanchard with the baseball bat by Sammy Callahan. I'll be honest. I don't know how I felt about it. Because that... Uh, it just... I mean, look, okay, first of all, I don't want to be one of those people that comes on here and says that I have a problem with men and women wrestling in the ring together. Because I don't. Men and women train together yeah. when it comes to wrestling. So why shouldn't they be able to have a match together? You know, I... That's not the issue. But, you know, let's just say someone was watching Impact Wrestling the other night, right? Let's just say a woman. And it's a woman who suffers PTSD or very traumatic, you know, trauma because, you know, five years ago her boyfriend or her husband abused the shit out of her and everything like that. And then they turn on Impact Wrestling and they see Sammy Callahan, you know, hit Tessa Blanchard with a baseball bat. I imagine that's not going to set <laughs> off a good image in their head. Well, well, here's the funny thing about that, and this is an argument that they'll probably bring to it. You turn on any 
television program, nine out of ten, there's a good chance if it's a drama or anything to that effect, you're going to see the same thing. Very true. Uh, Law and Order. You see a lot of rape and uh, sexual assault yeah. on there. Uh, yeah. And the same thing uh, with any of uh, but, yeah. those programs like that. I don't know. Again, my problem, my problem with men and women wrestling is is not you know n- n- not necessarily that aspect of it. It's it's more of the fact of if you've got a women's division, you you've basically now said that the knockouts title does not mean jack shit. It's a mid card women's belt is what it is. What because by doing that because. Next thing, like, let's just say after this matchup, I guarantee you they are setting up for Tessa Blanchard to go after the world title. I guarantee it. Well, if they book that, then I'll say that's stupid. Booking this is almost like a grudge match because Tessa come out and went up against OVE. And I'll admit it makes sense, the way that they've done it. Sort of. <laughs> but, but if they book her to go for the world title and then she wins the damn thing, well, uh, Mr. Don Callis needs to answer to his fucking bookings because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know who that was, but that was yes. that was me combined with Daniel Mann, combined with Chris Wiggins, combined with every other promoter that says fucking stupid. <laughs> I want you to do a part anyway. Oh, <laughs> um, no. Jesus yeah. Christ, son, flashback. <laughs> I got the boots and I got the gimmick. Um, I just need you to play it. <laughs> Can you do a park? I need it for the opening match. Can you do a flip? Don't. Yeah, now I'm having PTSD. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, I, I mean, first of all, I think this is going to be match of the year. For impact, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, not that classic that Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes had. No, no. it's going to be this matchup. This is going to be the greatest matchup of all time. Uh, is Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanch. I, I mean, legit, I am looking forward to it because, I mean, both of them could work. Yeah. Um, I got impact. I know Sammy is not going to do anything to, you know, like, like he's gonna protect long, her as long as he doesn't try to hit her in the eye with a baseball bat. Uh, oh fuck no! Oh, if he was to actually do that, he could kill her. Yeah, I, he he could legit kill her. So no, if there, but, but, I would tease that spot. Yeah, that would be a smart I would move tease, to tease it. I'd tease the fuck out of it. I now if he actually tries to connect, I would be like, okay. I would I would tease the spot and have move and beat the shit out of you. You deserve to be banned from wrestling if you actually try to connect with that. Mm -hmm. Like because that's just taking it to another level. But I I'm interested to seeing where it's going because to be God honest with you, this is probably one of the only things I look forward to on Impact Wrestling. I mean, I don't know what Eddie Edwards is anymore. Tommy Dreamer 2.0. Um, is he crazier? A little bit. I think he's like, like a combination he, like, of Sandman legit, and Tommy Dreamer. He legit like bit someone's ears. Like like he took a like he took a bite out of someone's flesh the other night. Wow. I'm not joking. He he like bit someone the other so night. So he's ECW 3.0. Dude, and I don't. All of them combined. 
I don't know. I don't know how he went from the American Wolf to... An actual wolf? I guess. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, but we'll have to... We'll keep our eye on it and everything like that. Like I said, I can't really even go over Impact Wrestling, but I hear that they're even trying to find a new TV home because Pursuit just ain't cutting it for them. No, why would you put yourself on a hunting channel? Well, which is why they went with Twitch, to be quite honest. Twitch yeah. actually, to me, gets them more views Twitch than Twitch and Impact Plus. And actually, Twitch is probably the reason that they're surviving a lot because they can actually get money off of those views. Yeah, like that's how Twitch works, and people can send donations to it. True on that as so. well. <laughs> Which I, I just described to Impact Plus, and you know, it takes a week for the uh, past episode to come online of Impact. It does, uh, but you get to watch the pay per view on there. Yes, you do. I've seen a lot of their pay per views and stuff like, and yeah, I'm glad that they got that because the last times that I've tried to watch the pay per views, you can't find them. No, unless you go to like I guess Comcast or something, but. Who has Comcast? Like, like who has all these things anymore? You know, yeah, like, 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 you might as well go to fucking, you know, the street. I don't know. Well, we'll have to keep our eye on it and everything like that. We'll, we'll discuss more Impact Wrestling on next week's episode. We'll also cover WWE as well, and we will preview the up. Coming events, they're going to be taking place at the same time. I covered it on last week's episode. But AEW's Fight for the Fallen is going on at the same time that Evolve, the 10th anniversary show of Evolve, uh, yes. is going down. And it's taking place on the WWE Network. It was announced by WWE that Evolve, uh, the 10th anniversary celebration, was going to take place live. On the WWE Network. Now, everyone out there can talk about, you know, oh, well, that's bullshit by WWE's part to undermine a charity event and everything like that. And there could be all of this war going on mm -hmm. and all of that. I don't give two fucks about that. Why? Because with the main event for this thing, I may cry when I watch it. It is Austin Theory versus James Drake. Let me repeat that again. Austin Theory, who I literally saw before he had his first match at WWA4. I trained with him for a week up there. And then James Drake, who is, you know, a, a ringmaster yeah. and everything like that. And we worked with and him in Flatline. Football. Yes, worked with him in Flatline, worked with him in Viral, worked with him a lot of places. Mm -hmm. He is going to be on the WWE Network. Yeah, in the main event, nonetheless. In the main event. So, automatically, all eyes are going to be on him. Yes, and, and, and another person that all eyes are going to be on is Anthony fucking Henry. Anthony Henry is going to be on the WWE Network, and I, that one I know I'm going to cry on. Yeah. Because I literally, my first night in Flatline, I'll never forget it, he took on, I, I don't remember who he exactly took on, but he got attacked by Chris Main before the matchup started and everything like that, and that was my introduction uh, to Anthony Henry, and of course then I was there for the rapture. Yep. And I, I was, was going to say, I worked. I did the poll show during the, uh, the Rise of the Rapture. Uh, me and Henry worked together uh, during backstage promos to help build the Rapture up and the dominance of the Rapture. 
uh, watched him and um, Devin Wright, Chris Wiggins, uh, go one-on-one, head-to-head. Um, you know, a lot of memories in Flatline, a lot of memories coming out of Viral, and even recently out of uh, IWE versus Bushido. Yes. With him and Sean Legacy. Um, oh, God, which I thought it killed Legacy. But, <laughs> I legit thought he did. But we're talking about two guys that we're familiar with who are now going to be showcased on the WWE Network. Yes. We've seen Henry on WWE programming before, He's but he's been in an extra role. He's and no been, one knew who he was. No one knew who he was. Yes. Yeah. You know, but now he has the opportunity to showcase what he could do inside the ring. Yes. Same thing with Mr. Drake. Mr. Drake has a bigger platform. Uh, being as part of the main event. And not just him, but fucking Austin Theory. Theory. That kid is a freak. Austin and Theory is probably one of the most athletic people I've well, seen. Like, ranks right up there with Rick Here's Shane. the biggest thing, is that Evolve right now, with them holding their 10th anniversary show on the WWE Network, every single person on that card has the opportunity to showcase what they can do and possibly end up in NXT. Uh... And, and I think that's the biggest thing is the working relationship with WWE and Evolve through the years. They've wound up with guys going into NXT. I mean, look, for example, Antron Brewer, D.A. Brewer, mm-hmm. was a referee with Evolve. You know, now making now making balls at weddings. Yeah, <laughs> rolling around with our truth <laughs> and, and becoming a meme. <laughs> yeah. I like his response. Or he's like, poking his head out of calves. Yeah. <laughs> That was the greatest thing. Jesus. But, no, you're absolutely right. And and NXT will be in the house as well. Uh, you've got um, uh, Kurosawa, I think is how you say it. I think Kurosawa. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then, of course, Oh, cool, baby! Hey, rest in peace. <laughs> Sorry. I'm watching too much of being the elite. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> and then you've got uh, Drew Ga- uh, Gaelic, and or I'm sorry, I might be reading that wrong actually. But uh, he botched your name. I'll give you his address later. You can hunt him down. I did get it right, you fucking asshole. Anyways, and you got somebody knocking at your door. You fuck my name up. <laughs> but he's gonna go up against Matt Riddle. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah, that's gonna be. And Matt Riddle made his name in Evolve. He did. So it's like a return yeah, home. That, well, it that's might be why it's called a catch point reunion match. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means, but it's a reunion of some sort. Uh, and just for those uh, wondering, uh, uh, also Ar Fox is going to be there as well. Really? Yes, his name is right there, and he is he's going to be there along with. <coughs> He's getting choked up over this, folks. There's a lot of people's names on here that he understands. I knows. can't. Uh, I just can't. All back my, uh, okay. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> shut up. Anyways, <laughs> no. But Ar Fox uh, with Ayla Fox and the Skulk, which <laughs> I, I I know who the Skulk is and everything like that. So uh, this this is it's just awesome to see these names and Anthony Henry's name right there under the evolve. I, that's just fucking yeah insane. And it's all gonna be on the WWE network. Is it on the same night that Fight for the Fallen is? Yes. Is it? Are they undermining a charity event doing it? I mean, you can say that about WWE if you want to, but don't blame these talents and stuff no. like that. 
for taking advantage of an and opportunity that they were given. Here's here's the thing, and this is this is one thing I don't think people realize. It's on the WWE Network. You can watch it. You can watch it any time. You're still supporting these guys by watching it because they're keeping track of the views on the network. I mean, they're probably looking at the views as it's happening, but they're going to look at the views after the fact because they know people are going to watch it afterward. So watch Fight for the Fallen and turn around and watch that right afterward. Make it a night of wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Six you hour already know wrestling. I'm going to be doing it. Yeah, this motherfucker watches wrestling 24-7. I was about to say, it was going to be a regular night for me. But... <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so, so a bunch of a bunch of stuff going on in the world of pro wrestling. You got Evolve's tenth anniversary show live on the WWE Network. You got Fight for the Fallen coming up. We had uh, ROH's Best in the World uh, happen as well this past weekend. We'll go over that on next week's episode. Uh, we'll talk about it, me and Chris will, because uh, actually I hadn't even had time to watch that yet. So I will yeah. watch that uh, coming up. And just a bunch of other stuff uh, going down in the world of pro wrestling. And like I said, the pro wrestling business right now is booming. It is on a high right now. Uh, like it's like it hasn't been obviously since the Monday Night Wars. Except here's the difference with the Monday Night Wars, Chris, is the fact of this momentum and everything doesn't have to stop or no. die like it did in the Monday Night Wars. No, it can keep going. Oh, and, oh, and 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 to the uh, people, the sources, the so-called sources out there for the dirt sheet writers and shit like that. Um, WWE uh, thinks that AEW will implode under its own hype and everything like that. Yeah, go fucking jump off a bridge. Alright? Just go jump off the Grand Canyon or the bridge. Alright? I, I, I'm sorry. I fucking hate those types of people. I just, I hate them. I cannot stand them, but that's okay because we'll worry about them, uh, you know, never really, but we are going uh, to talk more about pro wrestling on next week's episode. We'll talk about the current news and stuff like that going on and everything like that, but next, on the other side of the break, we'll talk about some viral pro wrestling happening uh, in Thompson, Georgia in August. Don't go away. It's the Stovall Wrestling Network right here on TMB Studios. The Infection returns August 10th as Viral Pro Wrestling presents Infection 4. In the main event, the galaxy's only hero, Sean Legacy, challenges the revolutionary Darius Lockhart for the VPW Championship. Impact and NXT superstar, the bearded outlaw James Storm, returns to face Anthony Henry. Plus, Six more action-packed matches, including a massive Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Ladder Match. August 10th at Sweetwater Gym in Thompson, Georgia. Tickets start at only $11 and can be purchased at vpw.ticketbud.com. Don't miss out on the biggest title match in Georgia wrestling history. Viral Pro Wrestling. Get infected. You are listening to the Stovall Wrestling Network on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. 
And it's time to talk about, you know, one of my favorite promotions, Viral Pro! Viral Pro Wrestling, and why are we talking about them? Well, because they have announced some matches for the upcoming uh, Infection 4 show, taking place August 10th, 2019. It's a Saturday night, and you all are going to want to be there because of some of the matches that have been uh, announced for this. Uh, first, we've got the women are coming back to Viral Pro Wrestling. We've got the Dream Girl, Ellie, representing the International Superstars. She's going to be taking on Casey Lennox. That's going to be a very interesting match. Yes, it's going to be a great match. I'm very much looking forward uh, to that. Both of these women uh, kill it every time I see them and everything like that. Um, they're, they're awesome. I, I can't wait to see uh, what they bring to the table on this one. Uh, and then, of course, we've got uh, James Storm versus Anthony Henry was announced. The Cowboy James Storm is going to take on Anthony Henry. We just talked about Anthony we Henry did. being on Evolve. He's going to be on the WWE Network, and then right after that, he's going to be yeah, viral here in Thompson, Georgia. Unless they pull him out at the last minute because of contractual dispute. Anyways, I don't think uh, that's going to happen. We're not StarCast. <laughs> uh, yep. But... And it's not Booker T, sucker. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got that ladder matchup. This is a ladder matchup for the tag team champions, all right? If I haven't gone over this before, I am now. The Lynch Mob, Joey and Matt Lynch, versus the international superstars, Joey Osborne and Blanco Loco, versus the Ugly Ducklings... And then the Gymnasty Boys. That's good. Yeah, be that's that's a, that's in one matchup, and it's a fucking ladder matchup. That is going to be the most entertaining match of the evening. I'm going to lose my goddamn voice that yep. night. I it just it's going to happen. I I don't know if I'll be able to record this <laughs> this show for a few weeks after this show. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to. It. I'm also looking forward to this one. All right, Lance Anoyi. Is uh, that's um, that's so funny that his name is pronounced that way <laughs> because it almost sounds like annoying, which is almost annoying as Which if he does that live at the show and we happen to have Lance on there, I'm gonna move out of the way so Lance can punch him. Uh, just seriously. <laughs> well, it's because it is the coming of Roman Reigns. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who was on Monday Night Raw at one point? So, right. yeah, there's that. And he's going to be taking on a guy that I have been petitioning for a while to come to Viral Pro Wrestling. He is known as the loudest mouth in the South. A.C. Mack is going to be here at Viral Pro Wrestling. Chris, I talked to you about this guy. I saw this yep. guy at WWA for... And I'm telling you, I am super stoked to have oh, him I bet. a part of Viral Pro And Wrestling. I can't wait to see this match. I can't wait to see Lance Anoye. I can't wait to see AC. And he Matt. already cut he already cut a badass promo, of course. Like, dude, this guy may be one of the best promo guys in the business oh, right yeah. now. Bar none. I mean, he hasn't had the platform to show it fully yet. Give him that platform. Oh, dude. First of all, he's athletic as hell. Uh, he's he great in the ring, but his skill is that promo and oh dude, 
AC, yeah, I can't wait to see AC Mack here at Viral Pro Wrestling. Uh, and, and hell, who knows? Maybe we'll have him on the show soon and everything yeah. like that. I would love to get AC Mack. So, AC, if you're listening uh, to this, congrats, brother. I'll see you in Augusta. Well, Thompson, technically. Yeah. But we'll see him for Viral Pro Wrestling. That's August 10th, 2019. And then, of course, you've also got the Viral Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship mm-hmm. on the line. Darius Lockhart stabbed Sean Legacy in the back. And Legacy is going after the title. And that is going to be the match of the night. I'm telling you, folks, if you are a wrestling fan and you do not want or do not attend this event, then I just don't know what kind of wrestling you like. Because this card right here, this... This may be better than any WrestleMania card. This I've card seen. is stacked to the max. Yes. Okay, I'm looking forward to this. Yes. I'm really looking forward to this. So I can't wait for this. And if you guys, if you don't have your tickets already, what are you waiting for? Yes, you can visit them at vpw.ticketbud.com. You can also look into the seasonal passes uh, as well. Might even be a hint. For another August show in there. Ooh. It's in the video. Find out more about that. But uh, when you get the seasonal passes uh, and everything like that. And also, if you want to follow Viral Pro Wrestling, uh, you can also watch us on TV. WFXG, Fox 54. We have the show Toxic, hosted by that awesome guy named Caleb Stovall. I have no idea who that guy is, but he <laughs> sounds awesome. Uh, and everything like that. He's a dick. He hosts it. Fuck you. He hosts. <laughs> he hosts. He. I he. host. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of himself in the third person, embraces himself. Caleb Stovall hosts. That's why he called him a dick. But yeah, Caleb Stovall hosts Toxic each and every Sunday morning at 1 a.m. on Fox 54. You can't miss it. Set your DVRs. Uh, or, or your VCRs if you still got that sex box, as it says on Family Guy. Um, <laughs> record it. Check it out. If you do happen to miss it on Fox, they do show replays on the YouTube channel Yes, uh, a week out. So check that out. Get the tickets now. VPW.TicketBud.com. Or day of the show, show up. You, you're not going to get the best seat in the house, but you'll at least get a seat. Yeah. Uh, so no, no. It's it, trust me. There's not a bad. There's seat not a bad in the, house seat in the house, but when you come to viral, but the it, action's it, gonna be intense. It might be one of our biggest shows uh, ever. It might be the biggest show in viral pro wrestling history, and you'll history will be made that night, folks. Yes. That much I can guarantee you, uh, and everything like that. And if you want to try to ask me what's gonna happen. I don't have to lie to you. I don't know what's going to happen. It's yeah. I'm, I'm going to find out with the rest of you. So please make your plans to be there at the Sweetwater Gymnasium in Thompson, Georgia on August 10th. That is a Saturday for Infection 4. I'm telling you, it'll be one of the best wrestling uh, events that you'll attend this year. Uh, and we will be back right after uh, this Uh, This brief word from TMB Studios right here, and we'll be back to wrap it all up right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, SWN. 
What's up, everybody? It is Blake Collins here with Chatter City. We are dropping the 411 on everything sports. It's baseball, football, basketball, anything and everything about sports, even the unique sports as well. Not only that, but we are also going to have spinoff shows related to the unique people within the CSRA area. Talking about music, talking about movies, different things like that. So you do not ever want to miss out on an episode of Chatter City because I guarantee you, you will not only learn something, but you will also have a heyday and a half as well. This is Blake Collins signing off with Chapter City. Have a blessed rest of your day. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TV Studios. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And it is about that time, Chris, my man. It's about time to wrap it up. But before we go, we want to let you know, on next week's episode, we haven't done uh, an event in a while. We haven't covered uh, an event, you and me. So we're nope. going to cover an event right here next week on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And it is going to be ECW. That's right. ECW. 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 Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was gonna let you just have all that. That's just yeah, I know, right? Anyways, uh, and it's gonna be ECW's Guilty as Charged 2000 uh, pay per view event, where the main event for this is Mike Awesome defends the ECW World Heavyweight Championship uh, against Spike Dudley. Hmm. We'll, we'll have to see how that goes. You've got the Impact players, uh, uh, Lance Storm and Justin Incredible taking on. Get, are you ready for this one? Tommy Dreamer and Raven. That's going to be a great Yes, matchup. Tommy Dreamer and Raven as a tag team. That legit happened in ECW. Oh, yes, it did. And then uh, probably one of my favorite. I, I, I imagine this is going to be one of my favorite matches of all time to watch. But Sabu. The homicidal. No, I'm sorry. Let, let, let me try that again. The homicidal, suicidal, genocidal tandem Sabu. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I had to do it now. Heyman, you know, really gets into it and mm-hmm. shit like that. And he's going to be taking on RVD, Rob Van Dam. And those two were amazing as tag team partners. They're even better as opponents. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great event. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. This one was a really good one I hear from. So we're gonna we're gonna cover ECW's Guilty as Charged. So if you got time, go on the WWE network and watch ECW's Guilty as Charged, and me and Chris will talk about it right here on the on the Stovall Wrestling Network podcast episode next week. And you can also drop us comments on Facebook and let us know what you think about the event. Let's hear from you, the fans. Let's hear your feedback. Yes, uh, about this event uh, and everything like that. And if you want some, and if you want to get our opinion on anything going on in the world of pro wrestling, please feel free to hit us up at the SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network, on Facebook. And if you just want to come by, leave us a like, follow us. Follow everything, and remember, you can listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. So, you know, big things happen. And speaking of big things, you can also get merch. Yep. 
You can get merchandise right here from the Stovall Wrestling Network. You can get the logo t-shirt that has now been made at the brand new TMB Studio Shop. Chris, what is that? What is that site? That uh, now actually the best way to reach it is to go online, go on tmbstudios.ga. The link is linked there. Uh, it is shoptmbstudios.ga. You can go and find all your favorite shows from TMB Studios, but SWN has its own little area with T-shirts for men, women, and children, as well as all sorts of other merchandise, including March. stickers, a march. Stickers, uh, water bottles, you name it. We got it. Go on there. Check it out. Prices are reasonable. What are you fucking waiting for? Get a t-shirt! Talking to you, James Kitchens. <laughs> I want to see an advertisement of you with our shirt on your Facebook. What are you waiting for? What are y'all waiting for? Go get some merch. <laughs> he, like, warned that while he was out there with the international superstars <laughs> and shit like that. That'd be even better. Yep. Oh, man. It, and, you know, if you're a pro wrestler, go ahead and buy the shirt and represent it wherever you go. Yep. And represent it at events. And wherever you are as a fan, let them know. You like the Stovall Wrestling Network. It's the number one wrestling podcast in the CSRA. Yeah, I fucking said it. Try me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. Anyways. Uh, but that is it uh, for this week's edition of the Stovall Wrestling Network. I had a blast, as always, yep. with my good friend Chris Dickens and everything like that. And all the shenanigans that goes on right here on SWN. But that is it for this week. He is Chris Dickens. I'm Caleb Stovall. As Ian Rigamani would say, happy wrestling, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs>